Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Close uh, enough. Close enough. Hey, no, no, you know what? I'm I'm actually this is a good way to intro it. Hey everyone, welcome welcome back to Game Busters. Um, we have been on a a little bit of a break, um, but we are you know what? no this is this is a good time to say we're not we're not settling for close enough anymore. This is this is going to be a one hundred we're gonna, we're going to put one hundred and ten percent into this into this product going forward. And that's because it's a good time for me to announce my departure. I guess <laughs> I'm joking. I'm still here, bringing it down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was too much of a plot twist for me to handle. Yeah, that was right like, now. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, it's like live on the show too. Yeah, um, that's what I'd do. keep okay. everyone on their toes, you know. Right. Okay. So, um, anyway, this this is the Game Busters podcast. It's back, baby, and we're stronger than ever. We built up our muscles over the break. We've been doing lots of sit ups. And what else do people do for muscles? I did like one push up. <laughs> so a whole push up. I took I took a walk yesterday. Um, I uh, don't think I've left this room all day. I've just like been working since nine and I'm up at the nice. same desk. Uh, but you are in your pink gamer girl chair, yes? It's actually purple. It's like I really I almost went for like the one you know, like the typical gamer girl one with like the cat ears on it and everything, but it just went with nothing else in my room, so I had to keep it simple unfortunately. So crown, crown um, royal bag instead of uh bubblegum. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not <laughs> Yeah. Good enough. Um so yeah, I am Nirov. Um so just a quick refresher, um I did have brain surgery about two weeks ago. Um, went well, obviously. I am alive um, and talking coherent. Had a, and and talking the uh, talking just as good as I do. Um, and I uh, yeah, so all all good. Um, and I will be doing more brain things later this year, but none of them will be like putting me out of out of commission for any time, to my knowledge. So um, we're gonna do some stuff with lasers later. It's gonna be cool. Ooh, yeah. They can. This is a this is a concept that I guess I hadn't thought of before, but like it is becoming more common. What they're going to do is called radio surgery, which is where they can do surgery on the inside of your body without cutting your skin by use of lasers. That's pretty. That's pretty bloody cool. Yeah, it's like they they change the intensity of like the heat of the laser beam at different points in the beam so that like it passes through your skin harmlessly, and then like inside it like burns. You know what I mean? Okay. It oh, kind of wow. blows my mind that that's actually possible. Yeah. I know it's it's crazy. It's like relatively new. I think they only started doing it like ten years ago ish, and like now it's sort of. Um, it's it's called by the way the thing that's called gamma knife radiation. Oh, um, I have heard that phrase before. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so like there's actually only three gamma knife centers in the U.S. I think there there's one in Charleston, which is great because that's near where I am, and then there's one in like Buffalo and one in like California somewhere. Um, but like, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy technology. Um, things are, things are neat now. So yeah, anyway, um, we're back and I'm near of, I'm still near of, I checked. Um, <laughs> near of 2.0 now. I'm near of, well, I think I, I have, okay. I don't know if this is ever, have, have you guys ever like thought about this? Like if my like life is like a, a book or like a, a TV show, like what, what season are we on right now? Oh God. Mm. Um. It kind of de- I guess it depends on how 
the seasons would get uh, split up. Like, it's really, it's got to be like the, because I always think of like when it, when some climactic thing happens, like maybe that was the season finale, you know? Also depends on where the uh, pilot episode started, so. Yeah, that's true. Was it just me as a baby? Because that's not an interesting show. No, um, and then like tonally it would be quite different. I feel like the fans would be complaining that the, you know, the current episodes are nothing oh, but, like the first. I think, the f- <laughs> I think that has <laughs> happened, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's, it's one of those, so, like, genre-shifting TV shows. Yeah, yeah, it's an anthology. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm so story. sorry. <laughs> American Nero story. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm actually, like, as much as I don't want to, like, watch that show, I kind of do. Um, cause I, like, I don't want to see myself locked in an asylum, you know? But I also Speak do kind of see what <laughs> you, you want to watch? Okay, so you want to watch a show about me being locked in an asylum? No, myself, <laughs> me. I think it, I think it could be entertaining, but probably only could, to me. Right. Um, okay. So um, yeah, I'm I am joined as always by my my lovely co-host Ree. Howdy, howdy. And then we are joined by our guest Axel from Game Lost. Howdy. And a uh, returning guest star Kyle from the real from MTV's The Real World. <laughs> Howdy times three. Hey. Great <laughs> cowboy cast this time. I like this. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, this, it's the Texas so, in me coming out at least. <laughs> that's true. He's a Texas boy. Um, a- wait, Axel, where are you from? You're from like the uh, that area, right? Uh, Arizona. And, Arizona, yeah, right. And yeah. it is, you know, it's one of those things. People will say howdy and nobody bats an eye. It's like, I love that vibe. Yeah. Because, like, I'm, I don't know, Reed, do people say howdy a lot over there across the pond? I'm from, like, the farm bit of England, so, like, they should, but they don't. It's just like, oh, you're right, <laughs> you know? And to be fair, you don't even say that, because, like, I'm from the south, so if you stare at someone for too long, they'll call the police, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, the, it, is it kind of, like, the opposite of how it is here? It's like, kind of like, I, I hear that New York is like that, so... Yeah. Yeah, yeah we're very like, much... Down just, here... Yeah, in the U.S., the South is the place where, like, we all wave to each other outside and smile and make conversation with strangers and stuff. Even though we secretly hate everybody. Yeah. Oh, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that, no, make no mistake. That was a culture shock. Because I went to Florida and everyone was very chatty there. Um, and then I went to Ireland and it was the same thing over there. Like, Tim and I were just, like, um, walking through this village and he was, like, saying hi to everyone. I was like, are you just, like, the most popular person in Ireland? What the hell's going on? And he's like, no, it's just a thing. It's like, what do you mean? You just say, Who are these yeah. people? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like um, it, though. It's quite wholesome. Yeah. Um, all right. So today we are returning uh, to form here and we are going to be discussing uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. So, uh, just up front, Rihanna, you haven't played this game. Do you know? Do you know anything about it? Um, ginger hair lady. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> I know that there was a lot of controversy because she looked like a human being in the sequel. Um, oh yeah, I forgot about like the the picture of like her and then like the makeup version. Yeah, like she didn't take the time to you know put right. an hey, hour's worth of she? makeup on her face, which is really fucking she? disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the, obviously the West has fallen, um, we should just abandon society, because, yeah. uh, video game lady not hot, so, that's all I know. The, the problem is, like, 
no, I don't know. One of one of the many problems is like, well, she well she looked better before he did this to her. Also, <laughs> that's the thing. It it was a very bad redesign that the fan yeah. did. It was it was genuinely higher fans. Lol. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, we are uh, let let's just ease in first quickly. We'll go around and say what we've been uh, what we've been playing. So, uh, re kick us off. What what have you been doing? Oh wow! Um, it's, it's it's been a it's been a week. Um, I've just been sort of plodding along with the same games that I've been playing for ages. I, I need I'm getting uh, an Xbox soon, so I'm gonna get Game Pass. So okay. I, but this bit will actually be interesting. But for now, uh, almost finished Dragon Age Origins again. I'm up to the God. final boss in that. Um, and yeah, sort of slowly getting there with uh, Final Fantasy VIII. It's a bit, it's like a little bit better. You've been playing that for like a month, and like you've hated all of it. I have. Um, <laughs> I had, I had some interesting messages from fans. Oh yeah, uh, people were, were very upset. With they you. really were not happy that I could. Like I, I thought that was like the safest opinion piece to write ever because I never see anyone praise Final Fantasy VIII, and then I did that opinion piece saying that I thought like the opening was I bad. Think it's- and I think it's one of those things where, like, there's, like, the people... There is a small group of people, but they're very, very powerful. Like, I... The only person I've ever heard say something positive about Final Fantasy VIII... Like, I have also... It is also their favorite game of all time. They think it's a masterpiece. <laughs> oh, time. so it's those sort of things. It's not like, oh, I thought I it's think it's pretty that good. Sort of a thing. Yeah, because when yeah. I... Yeah, because I... It was, like, the weakest criticism ever. Like, I get the the headline was, I guess, pretty inflammatory, but, like... I didn't think it was that inflammatory because I didn't think people really liked Final Fantasy VIII. Needed those gamer clicks. (laughs) But also, like, um, you know, in the piece, I'm, like, you know, praising the hell out of Final Fantasy VII and X, and particularly VII, because I think that opening is really great. So I was just saying, all right, I think Square kind of dropped the ball with the next game. Um, But no, like, I got screamed at saying that I don't play video games, um, that I don't understand. fake gamer girl. Yeah, I'm a fake gamer girl. I don't understand Final Fantasy. It's too... It's too complicated for my feeble mind. Um, to but, be fair, Final Fantasy might be too complicated for anybody. That's feeble the thing, mind. yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, you, you, you might, know, you might need some better. shrooms or something. Um, it depends on your on your outlook. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But now I'm, like, I'm th- plodding along a bit. It definitely does get better. I still don't like the opening, <laughs> but I, st- I definitely think it gets better. Okay. Um... Yeah, so, uh, uh, Axel, what are you playing? Uh, I've been playing uh, the uh, Frontiers update to No Man's Sky. Oh, yeah, how is it? If I got a significant chunk of playtime, I could probably give you a better idea. Uh, it, I'm thinking, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of No Man's Sky. I've been a, a long-time player. I've been enjoying the hell out of it for five years now. And mm-hmm. this actually feels like it might have been the first misstep since release. Uh, it's a, there's a lot of built-in timers and whatnot. It it's got that slightly greasy mobile game feel to it. And at, on the one hand, I can understand. Oh yeah, we don't want people just burning through the content in a day and having nothing to do. But at the same time, the timers and the time gating is just a pain in the ass. And it's it's irksome because you're sitting you're sitting around, you're doing a lot of nothing, 
and you'll occasionally get a message saying, oh, hey, yeah, go back to your settlement. Uh, I had the hardest time actually getting the settlement. Uh, something, you know, it, there, it wouldn't be a No Man's Sky expansion launch if there weren't bugs. Uh, but it's, you know, it's still No Man's Sky. I think there's potential for systems later on. But right now, it's like, uh, I, the the bit the big thing I saw in this update was that they've added settlements, like yeah. there are cities and, and like working NPCs with like routines and everything, which I'm I'm kind of excited about. That seems pretty cool. Uh, it sounds cooler than it actually is. Uh, oh, well. it, the the settle right now the settlement that I've got is small. It's dinky, and again, there's. There is so much time gating going on that you're you're basically sitting around doing a lot, of, a whole lot of nothing. You know, you you know, you can pop in, get the materials for the next stage of whatever building it says it needs, and then log off. And mm -hmm. you know, it's, you're, you know, you're doing nothing. Uh, I believe they have been adjusting the timers here and there. There have been at least two or three hot fixes so far. Mm -hmm. um, when it first started, some of them were going up to like four hours between building phases. And oh, bloody hell, that's bad. Yeah, that's really bad. Uh, they seem to have knocked it down in some, in some regards to like 20 minutes, which is more tolerable. Uh, at least gives I mean, yeah, you... that's at least vastly better than <laughs> five hours. <laughs> yeah, uh, but right now, you know, there, even when you finish a building, there's not a whole lot for you to do. I've had like one social interaction or one decision among the among the settlements. Like, yeah, do you want to, you know, do you want to side with this colonist or this colonist? And it's like, okay. Uh, Colonist B, you just made your colony unhappy. Well, damn, dude, I was—I thought I was trying to, you know, I didn't—I didn't. You can't please them all. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> and the you can't—you can't please like the big T Rex head with the little arms and also the tentacle eye <laughs> creature. No, no, these these are all either Corvax, Viking, or uh, Gek. Uh, you know, they're one of the three main races. It's—it's not—it's not, uh, it's not uh, any of the creatures there. Uh, the but the the debt mechanic is just irksome, and and you're hearing a lot of people saying, "Why can't I? Why can't I pay off my colony's debt?" It's like I'm swimming in credits. I don't do anything with them. Let me spend something. Wow. Yeah. So they've done like sort of a reverse capitalism. Uh kind of, sort of. Basically, you're you know the you know the settlement is in debt and it's racking up the debt at a pretty good yeah. clip until you oh. build stuff so. okay so this this is actually capitalism too where you continue to accrue debt but you and even if you have the money you're not allowed to pay it off yeah basically it will be yeah i think the theory is that at some point it will get built up enough that it will start generating a positive cash flow and also maybe getting rid of the uh unpleasant aspects of the settlement you know the, the things that are making people unhappy right. sure well, um, I will probably dip in with a, a friend um, 
in in a couple weeks and kind of check it out. Um, I'm I'm a little curious. Um, okay, Kyle, what do you what have you been up to? Uh, well, I uh, finally beat. Oh shit! What was it that I beat? Um, Very memorable. I beat game. my I beat the Mass Effect Legendary Edition yeah. since last time. Uh, and okay. immediately started a new game, obviously. <laughs> Has to be done. As you do. What is wrong with the Mass Effect people? What's happened to <laughs> we, them? We can't play another game. It's the yeah. end of the game. I mean, I did a Paragon run, and I'm like, okay, I, don't, I need to be a Renegade now. <laughs> and, I, and I'm actually doing my first run on the hardest difficulty. So. Oh, good luck. I'm doing it that right It remains to now. be seen if I rage quit at some point. That's why I haven't completed Legendary Edition yet. I'm like, refu- <laughs> I'm like refusing to put the difficulty down, and it's yeah, it's, it's an interesting decision. Yeah, uh, there's a specific part in Mass Effect Two that I'm 100% expecting that I'm just going to just quit and not play for months after that. <laughs> but we'll see. Remains to be seen. I also beat uh, Far Cry Three. Hey, like nice. What do you think of it? Week and a half ago. Uh, it was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. It, it it holds up, I think. Did you make Did you make the decision to kill all of your friends and have sex with the island lady? <laughs> no, I did not. I, <laughs> I, I saved my friends. Uh, I don't know why anyone would choose the other decision, but... Okay, look, I, I do overall love that game, and I, I do think most of the narrative is great, but, like, the ending, just for anyone that hasn't played, is that... All of your friends who you spent the entire, like, 20 hours, like, rescuing and, like, you know, risking death to, to gather together to get off the island, they're, they're all huddled there, and you can either choose to have them ritually executed so that you can have sex with the island lady and then be ritually executed by her, or you can uh, save them and kill her instead. I mean, that's a real head-scratcher, like- really. It's a real head scratcher. It's, it's a real it's tough really decision. That, like, okay. Yeah, that it's really in that gray area. Do like, I want to be difficult a praying mantis here? Hmm. Um. Anyway, but um. Yeah. No. It was. It was. Uh. That's a. That's a good game. I. I really like the. Um. I like the twist on having the. Um. You know the the frat like the frat boy. Uh. Guy. You know, kind of like being put through the the ringer of like these are the consequences of your actions. <laughs> Of your hubris. I did not enjoy that uh, the second villain is not nearly as entertaining as the first villain. Yeah, that was probably my biggest problem is that, like, because you really should have had to kill Hoyt before, like, you yeah. got to Voss. Because, like, Va- it's weird because, like, Voss is, like, the, the main villain of the story, but you kill him, like, three-fourths of the way through, and then there's, like, a second bad villain you have to kill at the end. He's just, like, generic, like, drug yeah. runner, slave trading guy. If there was a movie, he would be played by Andy Serkis, though. I'm sure of it. Um, I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. And then, um, other than that, I started uh, Ghost of Tsushima this week. Hey! Cool. And it is pretty damn good. Yes, it is. It is. Say. Game Luster's uh, 2020 Game of the Year. Ooh. And, and well um, Yeah. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Are you, did you get the, the uh, director's cut one right? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Okay. Neat. Yeah, I'm interested to see like how that feels. I know that there is a lot of, um, like minor upgrades here and there, but like, man, like I, I really that game is so gorgeous and it like deserves like the 4K 60 thing, like 100. percent Yeah. Well, too bad I'm playing on PS4. So. 
Well, then you're canceled. All right. So for me, um, let's see. I have been mostly uh, the last three days. I I realized that I never finished. I got like three fourths of the way through um, Yakuza Like a Dragon earlier this year when it came out, and it is a fantastic game. But I played like I think 28 hours of it in a week, and I just completely burned myself out because it was so good. I like could not stop, and I just like just just destroyed my body and my soul and then i was like oh man i need to finish this and i jumped back in and it is just as good as i remembered like man it is it boggles my mind that it did not get more praise last year i i think that people just like maybe don't know about it is probably the biggest problem (laughs) yeah um and it's one of those things that you almost feel like oh wow there there is a yakuza series it's like is this really a good place to get into the series or is it you know just you know am i gonna miss stuff if i don't i've heard three is the place to start i, I don't i don't know so that's true yeah the yakuza series is a little weird yeah i've heard that as well um so like a dragon is a reboot like with a new protagonist it's a completely different kind of game like it's a uh turn-based uh rpg rather than just like a beat-em-up um and it is like a lot more in depth. Like it's it's like an open world thing with like all these like quests and stuff like that. And um, but it's like it's such a the narrative is so good. Like it is such a well written story. And I think I'm sure you've seen other people say this too. But like Ichiban, who is like the new protagonist of Yakuza, like might be like the most likable protagonist in like media. Just a blanket that, yeah. statement. Um. He is, he is one of those guys that is just like, it is impossible to not root for him and just be like, I love this guy. Like, he, I wish I could, I wish I could, like, I wish my attitude could be, like, half as good as his about anything. <laughs> um, but, like, it's such a cool concept because the reason it's turn-based is because the main character, Ichiban, is obsessed with JRPGs and he loves Dragon, uh, Dragon Quest. I almost said Dragon Age because Rhea's poisoned me. Um... <laughs> But he's obsessed with Dragon Quest, and he actually talks about Dragon Quest in the game a lot. And he's like, this is just like Dragon Quest when he's, like, assaulted by a bunch of men in an alley. (laughs) And, like, that's not a joke at all. And so, in his mind, like, the way that the fights play out in his mind is as if they are a turn-based JRPG. And everyone is doing all these crazy overpowered moves, doing summons, stuff like that. Um, But, like, in reality, what's happening is they're just, like, hitting each other in an alley, right? (laughs) But, like... It's such a neat concept, and it works so well. It's so smooth. Um, and uh, I, I 100% recommend this. It is easily one of the best games of, of 2020, so definitely check it out. It is a good place to... If you're not familiar with Yakuza, I think it's great because it is a reboot. It doesn't require any previous knowledge of that franchise. Mm. Um, and so, um, yeah, definitely get it. Um, and I'm probably going to be finishing it up, if not tonight, definitely tomorrow, because we have uh, Labor Day off. Yep. Hey, hey, hey. Um, Reed, do you guys get a Labor Day some t- somewhere in the year? We get, like, several of them. We have, like, bank holidays, quite a few of them. Um, well, I meant, like, a, a, a bank, like, a holiday that is specifically, like, to celebrate the workforce, I guess. Oh, we have May Day, I guess? Um, okay. Yeah, and that, that's, that's always a really good time, actually. Yeah, you just, like, we usually have these music festivals where, like, there's a bunch of unions there and you can sign up for them. That's, that's really fun, actually. 
I don't think we have that here. Yeah, I was about to say. It's <laughs> a very that. niche thing here, I think. <laughs> yeah. I have had the unions on a, on a big old thing over there, so. Um, it depends where you are, because, like, in, in some areas of the country, they definitely are, and in some areas of the country, they don't exist, like, down here. Um, but, like, if you go up to, like, the New York area, like, unions run the whole shebang, but then if you come down here, they don't exist, so. Oh, wow, that's, yeah. a, that's um, a big disparity there. It's a big leap. It's hard to... It is so hard to describe to Europeans, like, how different different parts of the country are. Like, I don't think they understand. Like, some parts of America are, like, as different as, like, Germany and, like, Lithuania, you know? That's insane. Yeah. But, like, I've only been to Florida, so I'm just assuming everywhere's like that. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's Disney World. That's just a, not a great place to, to yeah. start, I think. Yeah, not, Florida is not representative of America. It, it oh, is God. it is right. but one small slice. Okay. It is. Florida is actually its own slice. It's sort of a cuz like I'm in I'm from the southeast like we do not claim Florida. <laughs> like that is a known thing. Florida is its own entity and that's fine. Like it's not it doesn't have to be a bad thing, but it is its own place. It's an interesting place. Um I I, I definitely enjoyed my stay there, but also almost like it was just fun to be there and sort of gawk at everything and go like, "Wow, people live like this, huh?" Um, and then leave and never come back. <laughs> that is a very good description of it. Um, okay, so um, let's 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 try to get into it. I know we've been uh, um, catching up. Uh, yeah, we've been we've been we've been re- re- we've been rebooting ourselves here, um, trying to get back into it. So let's let's jump into the into the shit. So um, why don't um, what do you tell me? Because I think people know. Uh, roughly what what this game is but like why don't you why don't uh axel and, and kyle could you why don't you quickly explain to re i think <laughs> elevator pitcher on what this is okay uh <clears throat> horizon zero dawn is a you know, basically an action adventure game uh it is set in a i won't say post-apocalyptic uh it is it is somewhat accurate but it's more accurate to say a very far future and very you know almost uh neo-barbarism would probably be a a a closer description yeah that's a good idea Uh, it's post-apocalyptic the same way that zelda breath of the wild is okay i get you uh you follow the adventures of aloy uh a girl who basically appears out of nowhere one day uh as an infant you know, literally a child without parents who appears at a temple who is raised by a an outcast of sorts for a tribe and who when she reaches her you know the the age of majority she decides okay I'm going to go through this you know ritual trial to make myself a member of the tribe and then i'm going to demand some answers it's like where did i come from where are my parents you know what's going on and as she does this you know she does you know finish the trial she does succeed and that's really the start of the adventure uh, she goes all over what is a slightly skewed version of what is now Colorado and in the Forbidden Wilds, uh, Wyoming, taking on a number of 
robotic pseudo-dinosaurs, as well as the tribes and sort of very weird Bronze Age cultures that have sprung back up. And she starts unraveling the mystery of what the machines are, what their purpose was, what happened to people. And she realizes that there are big, you know, there are still some very big threats out there. You know, that there, the world is a lot more fragile than she thought it was. And it's also a lot crazier. Uh, Kyle, do we do we want to do we want to spoil the twist or no? No, 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 no big spoiler right now. I think, oh, but yeah, I think okay. for I'll... I think for me the main thing is just uh, uh, these crazy robot animals go brr. <laughs> so, Kyle, you did a little bit better job because Axel, you sort of took me into a Mass Effect One elevator there, um, and. Uh, Kyle, I do. I like the conciseness of a dinosaur go burr. Um. No, no. Uh, it, it's more, uh, you know, cave girl with shiny metal goes burr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, that's that's like the general like start of the game, and I think that's like a pretty good, uh, just sort of a pretty good right. summary. To just like here's what to expect, and then yeah, yeah. Uh, the story just sort of twists off from there. It's it's a lot of fun. Right, so but it's a lot of yeah. fun. It, it gets to me. It got a little bit repetitive, at least the combat portion. But uh, that's yeah, the, probably a later topic. Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll get to the yeah. to talking about the game in a bit. Yeah. Um. So yeah, this was created by Guerrilla Games. Uh, Guerrilla Games is a studio based in the Netherlands that is a um, fully owned uh, Sony studio. So they have been historically the studio that has made the Killzone games. Have y'all played any of those? Yeah. Yeah, I played part of the first one. Um, I think Killzone's always been like moderately popular, but like I think it was one of those things where it's like it was just like a mainstay of, of PlayStation for a while, and eventually like um, Guerrilla Games was uh, they kind of got tired of doing it. To be honest, like so, what they said was that they were when they released Killzone three, they were like, "All right, we don't want to make another Killzone game. Like I'm, we're we're kind of done, yeah. and we're." We've we've run the idea out, and uh, what we're gonna do is um, have everyone in the studio can come up with a pitch for a game that we can make and just pitch it in a big meeting, and we're we're gonna vote on it. It's a kind of an kind of a cool idea. So about forty different people from the studio brought forward like a, a pitch idea um, for what they were gonna do next, and this was I believe in twenty uh, uh, twenty eleven, yeah. So. Um, they, uh, Jan Bart Van Beek, who I'm sure I'm not saying his name right, um, the, uh, the lead artist over at Guerrilla Games is the one who ended up winning the pitch contest with, uh, with their pitch for Horizon Zero Dawn. So they, uh, ended up writing about, uh, 20 different versions of the narrative for this and then kind of comparing them all and then selecting one, uh, based on the premise, which is, uh, I, I don't know if, um, I mean, we've, we've done a lot of, like, looking at, like, the the creation the i the ip creation as it were like process for a lot of different studios i think this is really interesting how like crowdsourced it is from the the studio itself rather than just like this was some guy's idea and like hey i had this idea go make it you know what i mean 
Yeah. Yeah. So the um, oh, one second, I lost myself here. So um, there were uh, uh so uh, Ree, you'll love this one. You ready? Yeah, let's go. You know who was the uh the lead writer for this um for this project? Uh, hired on from outside was John Gonzalez, who was the lead writer for Fallout New Vegas. Hey, that's nice. Yeah. Okay, I'm probably so gonna was, yeah. actually dust off this game and play it now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've had it um, for like two years. It's so bad. Uh, come on. Yeah, it's good. I think so. I, I do feel like it's one of those games where it's like you have it and you're like, do I actually want to start playing this? Uh, I'll play something else right now. But then yeah. whenever you actually start playing it, you're like, ooh. Yeah. I got to yes. play this all the way through. Right <clears throat> so, fun fun story. I actually had. So, I, I didn't have a, um, a PS4 until I think 2018, I want to say ish. Um, but I think in when this game came out, it was such a huge deal. Um, and I was in grad school at the time, so I like had three roommates in my apartment, and one of them did have a PS4, and he had it out in the main room, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like, I so I actually bought um, like a uh, I think later in the year I got like for half price Horizon Zero Dawn, and I was like, "I'm gonna play it on his PlayStation," and I like started that, and like I played for like one night for like three hours, but then I was like, the next day I was like, "Oh, the living room is so far from my bed, I'm never gonna make it out there." <laughs> <laughs> and like I um and then he he ended up just playing it and he um just like bought it from me for the same price which was fine. Um and I was like I will get to this eventually. But like yeah, I, I did actually s- basically have the same chronic situation of it sitting there for a year where I could have been playing it but I didn't. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it I think it is just because it was a new like when I got it, you know, it's a new IP I don't know anything about. Um so and they have like, you know, I've got Dragon Age to replay. So that's taking up a lot of my precious time. It's taking up a lot of mental real estate. It, oh god, I, it's constantly in my mind. It's embarrassing. Now I'm one. I was one of these guys that I picked it up specifically because I wanted to pick it up, and I unwrapped it. I threw it in the PS4, sat down, and started playing it because that was that was the plan. That was like, okay, I am not. You know, I I spent money on this. I at least want to get a. a an hour, you know, just one hour to see right. what what it's all about, and I I got sucked in so hard. I just oh wow, yeah. It it was one of those things. Like yeah, I'm just gonna get you know, I'm just gonna start for an hour, see how it is, get a little dinner. I think I clocked about four or five hours the first night, and I I yeah. stop and I blink. It's like wow. Okay, I, I gotta I gotta stop because yeah. I have I have work in the morning. <laughs> Once I like sat down and actually started playing it, like when I got a, my own PS4, like later I and like I got a few hours into it, like I did. This was one of those games where it hooked me so much that like I did not play anything else until I finished this, like sixty hours later. Yeah. Um. So yeah, let let's uh let's continue on here. So, um. Uh, like I said, John Gonzalez came on as a narrative director from uh, from Fallout fame, and so the original pitch actually did have the character of Aloy and her general sort of design and everything, and she has has remained roughly intact since that original pitch as she was presented, which is kind of fun. Um, so the uh, uh, Guerrilla Games actually cancer. Did I say cancer? Yes, you did. They canceled. They canceled <laughs> another game. 
<sighs> man. Um, so, uh, when Killzone Shadowfall was finished in 2013, um, the rest of the the entire staff, the entire studio, was moved to begin working on Horizon Zero Dawn because it had been sort of in pre-production until then. Um, and they actually were going to develop a second game alongside it, um, but once they started working on Horizon, they like saw the potential of it and was were like, no, we want our whole team on this, and they canceled the other project. Um, so Sony, uh, by way of Shuhei Yoshida, I found this interview, w- uh, admitted that they were extremely reluctant about having the main character be female, and they actually ran it through a bunch of focus testing before they allowed it to be done. And even right. after they ran it through all the focus testing, they he said, like, we were extremely th- confident this was going to fail because of the female protagonist. And I was like, that's great, Shuhei. Thank you. Wonderful stuff. Um, love it. And he's like, oh, well, you know, things are changing. It's not like it used to be. I was like, it sure isn't, Shuhei. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Shu. Um, so, anyway, um... They uh, they budgeted about fifty million dollars for this, so like pretty good for a, you know like a triple A game, kind of kind of the mid midway budget there. Um, so this uh, this game, uh, you sorry, I I just um, I remembered something. We'll talk about it in a second. So anyway, this game uses the uh, the Decima engine, which they were using on Killzone. So the Decima engine was created for like a shooter, right? Like it was supposed to be like a high intensity action kind of a thing. It was not really designed to be used for an open world environment like this. But um, they discovered that um, after the, you know spending a lot of time working on it, they sort of created a uh, an updated version of this engine that ended up working to my I mean to my experience extremely well for what they were working with here. Like um, it's. Uh, I don't know, like, uh, so, do you, I don't know, how, how do you guys feel about, like, the technical aspects of, of the game? Because I think it looks pretty great, and, like, I don't think I remember any, like, frame drops or anything like that. The draw distance was good. Like, yeah, um, I think it worked really well, and I, I honestly, I'm not even re- remembering any bugs or anything that came up in my playthrough. So I, I, yeah, I think I it worked great, to my knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. it's weird, actually for some for some strange uh, just kind of a weird aside there there was a tie-in in the game uh to uh death stranding and i thought i seem to remember hearing somewhere that they had been or that they were using uh, the, a variant of the fox engine uh from uh, metal gear solid 5 but apparently i'm oh no yeah so death stranding actually also uses the decima engine mm. um and they were that was it that was part of Kojima's contract with Sony. I think we talked about this in our, our Death Stranding episode, but um, this is something I just absolutely love that um, when Kojima did sign that contract with Sony, they gave him full unrestricted use of their you know they they own this Decima engine, and in order for their studio to like learn how to use it, Kojima like had a little project where they recreated their studio inside of the engine with all of them, and they had a party inside of the studio <laughs> in the virtual studio. Cool. Yeah. Uh, from an engine perspective, yeah, it was, it was, just it ran smooth. I cannot remember any frame drop. I can't remember any texture tearing. I. You know, visually and mechanically, you know, it was solid. You know, and and yeah. that really helped 
make the gameplay and help tell the story a lot better than you know say you know cyber you know cdpr's red engine with cyberpunk 2077 mm-hmm. Ooh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to have a bad example give a bad example <laughs> i guess so so um this is also uh, an rpg uh and uh i think th- and th- they said they wanted to go for a more relaxed rpg uh obviously here it's not like one of these like um it's not like one of these JRPGs where there's like systems on systems on systems. Um, yeah. But I think I think the RPG stuff they add. So for I, this may be a very unpopular opinion, but like, and I, I do really love uh, God of War, the 2018 God of War. But yeah. like, I I think like I I think it's kind of ruined by having all the RPG stuff in it. Um, not ruined. I would say it brings it down a little bit for me. It's still a great game, but. I think this game is enhanced a lot by having that stuff. Yeah. I don't look at it as an RPG per se. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, it, it kind of has RPG like elements, you know, you, you know, but it is not strictly speaking an RPG, you know, Aloy is always going to be Aloy she's always going to have the she's not going to evolve into yeah another pokemon you, you're yeah you you don't necessarily have the option of deciding okay is aloy going to be this giant bruiser or a stealthy assassin or something like this she's always going to be aloy she's always going to have certain abilities she's always going to have access to the same tools it's always going to come down to how you choose to play her uh, and you can you know if you want to go Leroy Jenkins with her cool Aloy Jenkins as she, <laughs> <laughs> as she charges wow and she charges the giant monsters with her spear <laughs> Um, yeah, so the episode title that, I, God, yeah, that's that's actually done. Um, so um, yeah, this was Kyle. Do you remember when we like uh, got drunk and like we were like trying to sort through that tier maker list of like oh yeah video games? Oh, I hundred percent remember that. Okay, so, the end of it's kind of vague, but yeah, it did get know. vague at the end. But like, um, and you can watch that on our, our YouTube channel um, if you want to. If you want to, I wouldn't recommend it. So it's not the best. Um, the thing I remember just now is that, like, every time that we came across a PlayStation game, Matt would just scream, like, no, it's just God of War again. D. This <laughs> 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 is like, no, there are, like, every time we got to, like, a, a, a traditional Sony, um, you know, action adve- open world action adventure game with RPG elements, third person behind the back view, it's like, no, this is God of War again. They did it again. <laughs> hey, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Come on. I guess not. That is sort of the the thing they're doing right now, and hey, that's it. Looks like it's working for them. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. The uh, so obviously, or maybe not obviously, but um, pretty famously, Ashley Birch, celebrated uh, voice actor uh, in gaming, uh, does voice Aloy in this game. Uh, she does a great job. I really like her work in this, and and pretty much everything else. Um, and. Um, I, I found it interesting. Uh, so her li- the likeness of Aloy um, was actually from a, a face model, Hannah Hoekstra, and 
The uh, motion capture for the body was performed by yet another actress, Amanda Pieri. But uh, the facial motion capture was back to Ashley Birch. So we had sort of a three women sort of smushed together into this character. <laughs> which I like. Yeah, a, a digital chimera. Mm. Um, so yeah, the uh, soundtrack was good. I don't know if I would say it's like, oh, this is one of the best ever. But it was a good soundtrack. Um, yeah, to, to um, me, it was uh, good while playing it. I don't think that anything really. I think stuck I'm out thinking of me. like the ooh, ooh, yeah. is that like the main theme or something? I can remember. I yeah, think so. Um, anyway, it was composed by Yoris Duman, the the Flight, which is a I guess a band. I'm gonna check this out. Actually, the Flight are an English musical duo consisting of Joe Henson and Alexis Smith. Okay, and Neil van der Liest. And Jonathan Williams. Okay, well, somebody's out of place here. Um, the vocalist was Julie Elvin, um, who does a lot of singing. There's a lot of like vocal um, tribal music as well, yeah. which I really, really enjoy. Yeah, and it, it wasn't... Yeah. The soundtrack was definitely not bombastic. You know, it, it wasn't like a Jeremy Soule mm-hmm. soundtrack. Uh, it wasn't like an Ion Zur soundtrack. It, it was definitely more subdued in the respect that it just it blended in and it felt very you know, very natural and very cinematic at the same time you know it, it helped establish yeah. the yeah. mood it was not a you know it's like it wasn't you know check out this awesome tune yeah. it was you know just it, like it's very atmospheric yeah. i think um also, some interesting stuff they did with the music for this, though, was very experimental, like their instrumentation, because they actually worked with um, using a bow, like, you know, like a bow for a violin. They actually used that with piano wire uh, in order to, to make some of these sounds, as well as with electric guitars. And then they also additionally used uh, cellos and other string instruments with guitar picks um, or like the back of the bow to sort of like uh, kind of create like a weird... I, I don't know. Like they, they said, they wanted to kind of convey how contemporary instruments would be played by someone who didn't know how to play them if they just found them on the ground. I can see that. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's sort it's sort of an interesting idea of like, okay, like if if somebody in in this world of Horizon like found like a cello on the ground, they might just like pick at it right with something to to make the sounds. Yeah. Um. But anyway, I thought that was pretty neat. So. Uh, yeah, the game came out um, in uh, February 2017, uh, a week before Zelda. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so I mean, That might be a okay. little bit of a whoopsie, but... Uh... It was a little bit of a whoopsie doodle in retrospect. And so the... the I think this game, this game has a lot of great stuff going on. It is not by any means the same game as Zelda. However, on a surface written level, they are very similar. Um... They, I think I remember seeing this thing about like, okay, so you have a a, a skilled archer uh, enters this open world, uh, post-apocalyptic world where civilization has fallen and nature has retaken the land. There is an evil corruption that is spreading through the machines that now rule the world, and you set out on a quest to discover where the machines came from and destroy the corruption. That's both of them. I describe both of them. Yeah. And so, yeah. Wow, they were they were either really confident or had given up all hope for Horizon Zero Dawn. One of the two. 
Um, <laughs> or it was one of those situations where you've got two different studios that are working on the same concept thematically and have just wildly different executions. Yes, which happened with um, Overwatch and uh, and Battleborn as well. Like, yeah. um, th- those two were pretty much one hundred percent concurrently in development, and like, peop- they kind of had the same basic concept idea at the beginning, and obviously, uh, one did better than the other yeah. one. Ah, uh, yes, the famous <laughs> Battleborn. Thank you Everyone's for reminding favorite me. Favorite game. <clears throat> yeah. You guys been watching the Battleborn League? Thank you for reminding me of Battleborn <laughs> because uh, that was it. Was just kind of like funny to laugh at it for a little bit. Um, I laugh whenever Randy Pitchford does bad at something. Yeah, that, that does actually. I think it extends my life a little bit <laughs> when that happens. Except that I, I liked Battleborn because it did actually yeah, have I've, a story as opposed to Overwatch saying, you know, and, right. and it's half-ass attempt at environmental storytelling. The story mode of, of Overwatch <clears throat> was just YouTube.com. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> no, that's that is that is pretty bad. Um, I got so hooked on the. I mean, obviously, like, we're not talking about Overwatch, but I think that the gameplay just hooked everyone in, and probably like the, the character designs as well. Maybe that's what pulled everyone over to Overwatch instead. Like I've never, I did not give Battleborn a go, um, purely because I think Overwatch won on the PR front, I guess. Yeah, I know like next to nothing about Battleborn, so I'm not even going to try to talk about it. Is there a man who's like a mushroom samurai? Uh, <laughs> yeah, there there was. Uh, okay. Unfortunately, <laughs> since the servers have now been shut down... Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Release the server mods! Come on! <laughs> Come on, Randy. Um, I've heard people say that it was... A, I've heard Honestly, I've heard more people say it was a pretty good game. I haven't heard a lot of people be like, oh, it was awful. Like, it just had some execution problems, really. Um... But yeah, anyway, off of uh, Battleborn. So, uh, like I said, Horizon was released in um, last week of February in, in uh, 2017. And um, the expansion, uh, The Frozen Wilds, was released that year on November 7th. Uh, did y'all play that? Yes. Uh, well, I have not yet. I, I started um, playing it. Uh, I kind of also got wildly discouraged because the amount of time between... The time I finished Horizon and the time I started Frozen Wilds, I had forgotten pretty much everything, so I ended up getting my ass kicked a lot. Oh, that that happens. <laughs> yeah. um, I by the time I bought the game, yeah, but by the time I bought the game, it had already like it had the. It's one of those like seamlessly integrated DLCs, so like I actually did it without realizing I was doing the DLC. <laughs> like I just thought it was part of the game, you know, because I got like the complete edition. Yeah. Um. So it was it was really good though I, I enjoyed it quite a lot. Um, so yeah, the reception was really good for this game. Uh, pulled in eighty nine on uh, on Metacritic. Um, but uh, yeah, pretty much like eights and nines across the board from from everybody. Um, the uh, uh, Ashley Birch got like a ton of praise as well as Lance Reddick. Uh, who he played a uh, Silence, the uh, uh, our friend. Uh. To be fair, yeah. when does Lance yeah. Reddick not get a lot of praise? He's a cool dude. Yeah. His name's Lance. He's he, got like the best voice. Like, come on. He does have a good voice. He does. Ha- he has an excellent voice. He does excellent characterizations. He obviously has a lot of fun doing his characters. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. He. I don't. I don't think there's ever. I don't think I've ever seen him doing a role that was. A purely for the paycheck, and B that he clearly hated. 
is it is it a spoiler to say that silence is the is the villain i i uh. think it's one of those like it's like it's, it's like the whole time it's like all right my my new mentor who's definitely not going to betray me <laughs> he just shows up out of nowhere oh you're not yeah he just shows at up all. yeah he just shows up and he like knows everything and he's like i need you to go to this place i'm not gonna go but i want you to it's because of science and i i won't say he's a villain uh he i will say he's an antagonist although a, a, yeah, a, yeah, a, sure. a hidden antagonist but comparatively speaking he really is helpful he really is a mentor and he really does improve or help Aloy improve herself and yeah. he's got his own agenda yes he's got his own plans yes and yeah he's you you know uh, you get the feeling that he's probably messing with things he really ought not to be messing with. Yep. But, you know, you, you don't really necessarily get the idea of, you know, mustache-twirling villain out of him. No, for sure. And, I mean, that... I mean, yeah, that's good, because, like, uh, having n- nuanced antagonists is not something that video games are known for. <laughs> um so it's good it's good to have something like that um so yeah horizon did super well in sales um uh, estimated to have sold about um 11 million copies now um uh by the way it released on pc in uh, in 2020 as well um with sony's first foray into um pc games so um had a bit of a rough launch on pc i don't know if you remember but it was extremely extremely buggy um i believe after a few weeks they were able to patch it and it runs really well now uh the steam version but yeah um if you're um if you're interested in it, it is on steam as well so go check that out but um yeah so it like i said sold like 11 million copies it is the 19th best place selling playstation 4 game that's nice that's actually a um, lot lower than i thought it would be well, that includes, like, multi-platform games I'm talking <clears throat> ah, about. Okay. So, like, Grand Theft Auto, yeah. Call of Duty, Call of Duty, Call of Duty. <laughs> I'm looking at the list now. Call of Duty. Um, FIFA 17, FIFA 18. Okay, I'm just going to actually look real quickly and just count the actual, like, PlayStation games. Okay. Um, okay, it looks like it is the fifth best PlayStation game. Ah, Okay. Selling okay. PlayStation. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the fifth best native PlayStation game. Na- yeah, yeah. Um, the rest of them being your your Call of Duties and your Fifas. Um, yeah. So anyway, it did it did sell really well, especially for a new IP. Um, and of course, defying Shuhei Yoshida with our female protagonist. Um, but it did have a really successful launch when it came to PC. Sold about a million copies in the first few months. So pretty good. Pretty good. Um, won a won a bunch of awards. Um, Famously was nominated for like eight awards at the Game Awards, won nothing. Um, because Zelda won all of those awards. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just unfortunate timing for that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I've never seen so many nominations and so few wins on this big oh list here. God. Of anything. It, 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 there's always something. Um, so yeah, let's let's talk about the game a little bit. So I, I think this game has... I love the combat in a lot of this game. And I think that the combat is so good because it is so dependent on like the terrain that you're on um like just the the various like 
hills, cliffs, like water features, um, you know, trees, like all buildings, all that stuff plays like a major part in, in how combat plays out. So, Re, obviously, you know that Aloy has like bow, a bow and arrow, right? I, I'm sure I'm, you've seen, I've the, seen the images. I've gathered just about that much. Yeah. So she has a, she has a wide selection of arrows that she unlocks throughout the story that have like there's some pretty crazy things in there. What I'm trying to remember what all she has like obviously you got your basics like you got your like you know fire arrows and like bomb arrows and stuff but then there's like a, a frenzy <coughs> arrow there's like a mechanical interference like an EMP sort of arrow yeah. um, uh, the ripper arrows that actually let you rip off co- or that shoot off yes. shoot off components and also damage armor plate directly yeah so that is a really cool feature of the of the monsters that you're fighting because like if you scan them you can see the individual components that make them up and if you aim right you can knock pieces of their body off and it actually like affects their abilities during fighting so it's like if they have some sort of a canister that's allowing them to expel fire and you're able to knock it off like they won't be able to use fire anymore yeah and then when you collect it you get um stuff to make fire arrows out of yeah um yeah so like i really i don't know if you guys used it a lot like about like halfway through the game like i i realized i'd been like completely ignoring the the rope caster and i started trying to use it and i was like oh my god this is the best weapon like i love the rope caster is so good you basically are like you, you like kind of a you you shoot like hooks with a rope and um to like hook and hook like a monster into the ground and like rope it down like uh like a wild animal sort of a thing yeah i i had the i had the hardest time working with that thing i don't yeah, know what I, it was I, I could not get it to work that well either <laughs> yeah, once I figured it out, it sort of, like, changed the entire thing for me. I, I also didn't... I, I don't know why. I ended up not doing a lot of, like, firing directly at monsters. Like, I ended up almost entirely just using traps. Like, I set fire and, like, electric traps everywhere and just would, like, trick monsters into running into them and then tying them down while I fought whatever else was going on, like, in running into other stuff. I don't know. I think I think there is some room for, like, different play styles. Like, did y'all develop some other kind of general thing you did i i was uh i was going more the uh the lakota buffalo hunting method i would you know i would be riding around or running either running or riding around the monsters and and shooting them i would not be uh you know I, i was not using a whole lot of traps i was not using a whole lot of bombs uh yeah, you know, I was basically I was basically doing a lot of, of the uh, of the circle strafing. Yeah, which... I think it was pretty much the same for me. Yeah. But uh, in games like this, I think generally, I always have trouble doing like the more passive combat, <laughs> whereas I'm a lot more aggressive and just sort of going right at it rather than sitting and waiting or anything like that or yeah. trying to like be, use trickery or anything like that well yeah for for smaller you know for smaller machines and for human opponents i was absolutely willing to you know sneak around and you know use the grasses and you know <laughs> assassin's creed post-apocalypse uh but when it came to the big monsters it was always a case of yeah, there, <laughs> there's really no good way to hide from this thing, so you may as well, you know, face it out in the open and right, you know, play matador. 
I still um some of the fights were like uh like really memorable to me. Like I still remember remember fighting the Thunderjaw in the plains. Oh yeah. Like that that was like a that was it was very good. I, I think there were like like I said, the combat was really good. I also agree with you, Kyle, that like because this is like a fifty to sixty hour game, like it does get a little bit tedious at the end there. Yeah, I I don't think I ever really I mean it and that's just part of this kind of genre, but I don't, I don't really like whenever a game gets to the point where it's like, you know, I'm just gonna just keep riding and just ignore this monster. Or whatever. I see what you mean. Yeah, like I'm 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 at that point in Yakuza right now. Like I see like a gang of, of dudes like walking down the street like snapping like they're in Greece or whatever and I'm like, no, I'm I'm gonna go left. I don't have time for this. Like at some point it just feels it feels like a waste of time just because you're trying to progress the story. But then you're like, oh I'm gonna get sidetracked uh attacking this robot alligator. I I don't know. Right. Also robot alligator, very good. Um I remember fighting one, like getting like thrown underwater and like trying to like run from one and I was like panicking in real life. I was like trying to get away from it and like there's like a fucking robot alligator eating my fucking asshole. Just like get me out of here. I really, really, I really do enjoy like this the the terrain and everything here and like the the traversal is really good. Um, so I don't know if y'all saw like in Horizon Forbidden West the uh, the trailer for the the gameplay trailer. Yeah. You know how like people were like, oh like her people are comparing Horizon way too much to Zelda. We need to like maybe do our own thing. So what they've done is that they've added cooking to this game and then they've also added a glider and then also cli- you can climb anything. <laughs> there you go. Now no one will mistake it for Zelda. Now no one will mix now no one will mix them up anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like I was just like uh, open mouthed at that. I was like, there. You know what? I, I actually, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I was like, I'm just giving up. If, the, if there's a best way to do it, just do yeah, it. Yeah, just go and give up. Like, the comparisons are gonna happen anyway. So it's gonna happen. Um, and I, also, I think they'll have a little space because Zelda's definitely not coming out till like late next year. Yeah, for sure. So they'll have a little space to breathe. Um, so um, yeah, the uh, so Aloy is a character I would love to talk about because. I think that it might be fair to say that I don't think I have ever seen a game character become that iconic that quickly after one game. Lara Croft. Maybe Lara, well, yeah, maybe Lara Croft. Yeah. That was a big gap man, between a while them. Ago. Very big gap between them. Yeah, there's a big gap. <laughs> it's it is a big gap, yes, but it... Yeah, I think it's it's interesting that like um I don't know. I, I know PlayStation doesn't really have like a mascot per se, like but it's weird that I think Aloy might be, like, the closest thing they do have to that. Yeah, I mean, it, like, it, yeah. it, it very quickly sort of um, made itself, you know, a PlayStation game, one of the games you you want to, you know... Yeah, it's a must-play. It's, yeah. must it's one of the things you buy exactly. the console so it, like, for. To the point like, where, like, when the PS5 was announced, it's like, all right, when's the next Horizon game, you know? And so it's, it's cemented yeah. itself as, as a Sony game so quickly. Yeah. This 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 character specifically though I think because they did a lot of work first of all physically designing her to look like a human woman might look <laughs> <laughs> that was good I'm glad that they did do that um, but but secondly just like making her a very relatable person and having her be like she can you can still learn while already being like she's already a very competent fighter at the beginning of the game she's already really competent at like you know every, at, like most of the things she does like even if she's still learning and 
um, I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's good. Like you can you can make somebody like learn the ropes without having them be like a complete novice. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I d- I really did appreciate uh, what they did with her and uh, that they. This is like one of the few games where there's not. Oh, here's like the the romance story of the game. Yeah, that's true. There there really wasn't any of that. Yeah. Like I think they they I think they like sort of like. Wasn't there one guy who like liked her and like she was like I I'm literally fighting a dinosaur robot right now I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that was uh that was uh, uh what was his name Owen or something Owen Owen yeah, yeah. um he's a nice he's a nice kid yeah um, he, he he's he's kind of a monkhead <laughs> but he <laughs> but he is yeah he it, it's very much a case of you know he this is somebody that he has not met before somebody he a type of person he has not met before and Mm -hmm. and it's like damn she's good yeah (laughs) it's not you know damn damn i want to take her home to meet the parents it was like (laughs) like oh i admire her i admire her abilities (laughs) and it's like yeah she she kills machines good (laughs) (laughs) which is what we were looking for in the lady yeah and it's great, and I think it's it's interesting. Like in this this post apocalyptic world, there are some, um, th- like where our old civilization has been torn down. Like, uh, they they did make a, a cool decision to kind of make it so that there isn't sort of a, there isn't this crazy like stigma against like women doing anything, you know, like, a lot of the tribes just kind of treat them as like people. It's it's crazy, and it only could happen here in the post apocalypse. <laughs> That's um, all it's going to take, ladies. That's all it's going to take. Um, so, yeah, Aloy's made a bunch of appearances in other stuff. Um, she actually was a playable character in Monster Hunter World. Um, and she was, of course, in Fortnite pretty pop- pretty famously. I think um, I think they said that on Fortnite she was one of the most popular characters they've ever had. Like, she actually was even more popular than Kratos or Master Chief and uh, for, for downloads. She just appeared in uh, Genshin Impact. Yes, she did. Mm. Which is such a weird crossover, but I like I really like it because I also I know Genshin Impact like is is still very popular, but uh, obviously most of the popularity is coming from from China and, and areas like that. And I think the the fact that she's in Genshin Impact as like a whole character is like uh, a nod to like wow, she like really does have mass appeal as a character. Like it's not like localized or anything, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, let's, let's probably go ahead and, and, um, wrap it up. Do either of y'all want to throw anything else out about this game? Uh, it, it's an excellent game. I've, you know, for me, the thing that really, uh, you know, that always grabs me or that I always look for is a good story. And, Mm -hmm. You know the story here did not disappoint. You know there were there was definitely twists and turns, and there were some very serious oh shit moments. Like oh god, uh, there were a couple of points where I was going through. I was picking up, you know the you know the required collectibles, you know the the voice tapes and whatnot. And, after, you know, there was a couple of points where I had to stop and just walk away from the games because I was I had to process it all. Like, oh shit! I did not see that coming. And 
and it it literally blew me away. And I, I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> put the controller down, take a break, relax, catch your breath, come back in a little while. Yep. And you know, and yeah, came back, still, still blown away. But it was, it enhanced the enjoyment of the game. That's very high praise. I really bloody need to check this game out finally. Yeah, you you should actually play it. Turns out Turns that out the game everyone good. said was good is yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, as someone that had it on my shelf and didn't play it for uh, months while it was on my shelf and then finally pulled it out, uh, I can say that if you enjoy a game with a good story, you're going to have a good time playing this one. Okay. Uh, all right, great. So, um, oh, well, yeah, one thing I do want to quickly discuss, how does everyone feel about, um, PlayStation's sort of, uh, really, really sort of double, double walk back on the, the upgrade thing for Horizon Forbidden West? Oh, boy. <laughs> I'm, so just for <clears throat> reference, if anyone missed it, what happened is that, um, on Thursday last week, they announced like the pre-orders and like the collections and everything for Forbidden West, which is coming out February eighteenth. I want to say, yep, February and 2022. yes, and um, one of the things in the fine text there that um, somebody found was that if the only way to get what they call dual entitlement for the PS4 and PS5 versions uh, to get, so basically to have uh, the ability to play the PS5 version eventually, is to excuse me, buy the Digital Deluxe Edition for $20 more, and that would give you two different copies of the game, and that there was not an upgrade path, essentially. So, Ghost of Tsushima had, like, a $30 upgrade to, to go to the Director's Cut thing, um, and everyone was already kind of pissy about that, which is, like, hmm. I have not seen what the expansion stuff adds, so, like, I don't know if it's worth that much money, personally. The, um, and that but, and that's all I've seen, so I don't know either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Kyle's even been more duped. Um, but um, yeah, so uh, very very quickly, it was dug up that in an interview last year, Jim Ryan had said very specifically that Horizon Forbidden West would be receiving a free upgrade. <laughs> um, and it, in fact, it was an interview that was on the PlayStation <clears throat> blog. Oh dear, that's uh, that's embarrassing. Yeah, and so. I think, to my guess at what happened is that whoever wrote, was writing up that stuff and making those decisions did not know that he said that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think he um, probably said it back then because Xbox was sort of winning the PR front with the smart delivery thing. Um, so they had right. to say something and to we, look can we, like they're on the same page. Yeah. Let, let's for a second just stop and apologize to Xbox. We all laughed at them touting smart delivery like it was a big, big deal. And it was a big, big deal. I'm so sorry I laughed at no, you. No, for real. Like, I, it's, to, to me, it's like a step in the right direction. I played. For this. I was playing the wrong version of both Final Fantasy VII Remake and Assassin's Creed Valhalla for like three <laughs> hours. And then when I had to get when I had to get Seven Remake transferred to the PS5 version, I had to like uninstall the game, reinstall oh. the PS4 version, and then install the PS5 version, and then transfer the save between them, and then uninstall the PS4 version. Yeah, like, Smart Delivery was just such a good call. 
it was a step in the right direction for this industry actually being a bit more consumer friendly. Um, so mm-hmm. it's very disappointing to see that Sony, because they kept saying that like they had the, dumb delivery. Yeah, they kept saying they had the same thing just without the catchy name. It turns out they they fucking didn't, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, like for real, I think they just got blindsided by Xbox and they had Look, to like pretend that they were going to do the same thing, but they really weren't. This is going to sound like a dig at at Xbox, and I don't want it to be, but like. If Xbox had any any good video games, it would be like no contest between it these actually, consoles. No, no, you're absolutely one hundred percent right because they are hands down the most consumer friendly option this time round. Like everything about the Xbox except the actual games that they offer is like amazing. The thing is, like such a good Bethesda, deal and that, so consumer that friendly. That could change with Bethesda though. Now that they yeah, yeah, it, it definitely will. Oh, yeah, but we're definitely. gonna have to wait. Like we're gonna have to wait like a year before we even start to see that. They're happen. playing the Maybe long game. Maybe at that point, though. I'll actually get a next gen console because. I'm I'm kind of getting yeah, tired of so, my PS4 to be honest. Yeah. Okay, Kyle, you're you're uh, that's great. I'd love actually. What, so are you are you sort of between going for a PS5 or a Series X right now? Do you have an idea which one you want to go kind for eventually? Because like in my brain, I'm thinking, oh yeah, I have a PC, so why would I get an Xbox? But then at the same time, I built my PC in 2014, 2015. Oof. Yeah. So it's not gonna be able to run anything new. Yeah. Like the game pass and like having the game pass between like your PC and Xbox and like uh, supposedly sharing save data and all that stuff like between them is like also pretty cool. Um, I am really tempted to get an uh, a Series X as well eventually, even though I do have a PC because like it, it just seems is, so this convenient. Is a trap. It seems so. Convenient. It's a trap. It's a trap I fell into. Phil Spencer set out a trap in front of my house, and I walked into it. I saw a piece of cheese in it, and I dove in. See, you are I, one of the robot I, dinosaurs walking into an I am one trap. of the robot dinosaurs, and Phil Spencer hit me with a rope caster and tied me to the ground. Um, so, like, I got the... Um, I got the, uh, the that on a deal, like, I used that, like, upgrade deal, like, in a, a while ago for Game Pass Ultimate to get, like, you know, the... the um, the whole Game Pass Ultimate thing for $7 a month, and I, like, did it for three years in advance kind of a thing, instead of $15 a month. And I did that, and I have Game Pass Ultimate until, like, March 2023. But, like, because I have, I have a, you know, a PC, and I'm using the PC Game Pass, but the thing is, the PC Game Pass sucks, and I hate it. <laughs> and so, and sometimes it just doesn't work, and, like, I think I, I hit sort of a breaking point on that like two weeks ago because I tried to launch Psychonauts 1 and it just turned my whole computer off. Oh, fun stuff. I mean, that's, that's um, how the game is played. <laughs> and yeah. anyway, like I'm like, I'm not getting the value out of Game Pass that I've already paid for. I need an Xbox. <laughs> that's how they do it. It's how they got you. Yeah. That, it's the, it's, I think it's actually how Apple does it, for real. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I've, I've decided I'm, I'm going for Xbox this time around. Mainly because I I had a PS4, but I never really got like that sucked into the exclusives. I was I was more just playing the games that were on both consoles anyway. Um, and now uh, they have Obsidian and Bethesda, so it's yeah, it's like if they if that that meme box of the Xbox Series X that had like a, an image of Todd Howard instead of Master Chief on it was real like I would have already purchased oh, one. Oh easily. Yeah. I'm actually just waiting for the stores around me to restock cuz then I can get the all access yeah. deal which is like what 35 pounds yeah. uh, Also that uh, that uh that uh, that Xbox the Master Chief Xbox looks pretty cool. It does. Yeah. I like it. 
Um, anyway, we've, we've gone on long enough, so let's, let's round it out with a, um, are there, are there any ghosts in this game? I can't remember. Uh, not, so. not like the traditional sense. But I would say that the, the recordings of, you know, of human oh, beings of, of, would be, yes. would count. And also the, that counts. the visual representations of the various AI, you know, subsystems would also count. Yeah. Uh, one, one thing real quick about the uh the whole upgrade fiasco uh yesterday there was an update uh regarding uh, horizon for oh West. yeah yeah uh mm-hmm. <clears throat> jim ryan sent out a mea culpa saying we screwed up <laughs> and at this point you know he he went on he said we're standing by our offer players who purchase horizon forbidden west on playstation 4 will be able to upgrade to the playstation 5 version for free uh, yeah, and um, I believe at the same time he also announced that like going forward all upgrades would be ten dollars, um, which I will say just to me I think is fair. Like if if they are doing a lot of extra work getting like four K done, uh, extra particle effects, lighting, uh, you know, sixty FPS, the dual sense haptics, and all that stuff for the PS Five version, like I think ten dollars is a difference makes sense. Yeah. Um, this one is a different case again because they did specifically like promise that this was going to be free. Yeah. Um, and is definitely I I I really do believe like I, not not I'm not here defending Jim Sony who's not my favorite man, <laughs> but um, I I do think that he was probably not informed about the Horizon Forbidden West like dual entitlement thing personally and uh before they put it up on the site you know yeah it would be a very stupid thing to promise and then blatantly walk back on later on right so. yeah 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 i think it probably was just um, a no one's gonna thing. no one's gonna remember that we offered it for free <laughs> yeah and Ga- gamers would never do gamers that they would have never you know short memories they don't remember things that they're promised <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, that, they, 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 they never want things yeah, um they'll, famously they'll buy the next call of duty installment without even remembering that they complained and bitched and moaned about how the last one sucked. That's a valid point, actually. Maybe they do have a short a short memory. Maybe they do. Have Very short selective memories. short uh, memory. They, yeah, there we go. Selective memory. <laughs> um. Okay. Great. So. Um. Yeah. Uh, does anyone want to? Um. Let's let's uh go around and just uh. Kyle, are you, do you want to plug anything? Oh God. Working on. Uh, you know. I, I'm- I'm okay this week. I'm good. You're good. Yeah, okay. Plug the good vibes. Uh, Axel, you working on anything? Uh, yeah. Uh, I. Yeah, this is shameless shilling now. Uh, <laughs> I am in the process of uh, offering professional game mastering services. Uh, you can. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically, since we can't do the whole, you know, gathering gathering around a table and rolling dice thing, we're gonna have to get around a virtual tabletop and do it. I am offering those services. Uh, you can find us on the. You can find me on Twitter or at uh, Diecast Theater, also on Facebook, or on the internet at DiecastTheater.com. Okay, neat. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that kind of thing before. I've not used one of those services, but I've, I've heard of that kind of thing. That's a uh, very cool blade job to have, though. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> Um, help, help me eat, Kyle, please. Kyle, hey, <laughs> Kyle, when are you going to finally DM? Um, it's going to take a lot, and I'm probably going to be, I'm probably going to need to be Kyle. like completely wasted the whole time because I'm going to be way too nervous. 
just to All just right. do it. <laughs> you can always subcontract uh, out to me. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Um, okay, great. And uh, Re. Uh, I've actually got a pretty cool interview coming up. Um, I talked to the project lead of Fallout London, that big old mod. Yeah. yeah. Mod that... Wait, wait the, what, is it the one who got hired by Bethesda? No, actually, um, we talked about her, but she she was the lead writer. and She was the lead writer. Yeah, okay. and she's she's now left, um, but they finished the story um, before she left. Nice. So now they're just doing dialogue. Um, we had a big old chat. It was really interesting because um, he's like from a similar area to me like sort of just outside london so we talked about how you translate a series that's so american into being so british and it's i you know it sounds really interesting i can't wait to check that mod out when it's finally released yeah i'm, I'm actually following that one too i'm, I'm interested I, I i like that it's a mod with so much care being put into it because i really if there's one thing i think bethesda should do with the fallout games is that it is sort of a very it is a very american thing and like I, I don't I, I do have the desire to see other countries I think as DLC expansions would be great to see some other countries but like I don't know it's it's a it, the whole thing is based on like the the Americana capitalism thing you know and like um, but yeah like this is a really cool way I'm I'm, I'm interested to see um, what's going on over in London I'm sure everything's going well <laughs> I would just say um obviously no spoilers to the interview but the only thing i the only message i got from it really the biggest one was this isn't going to be a fallout frontier situation this um is a that would be good if it's it a wasn't. lot better planned like instantly you could just tell that yeah these these people have... okay so no no pedophilia yeah this, one, hopefully think? minimal amount of pedophilia uh, no foot fetish jokes Less. um Oh, any 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 uh, uh any sexual enslavement? No. no. Also, no sex with death claws. Hopefully, that was a an interesting turn mm. the, the that mod took. No, they're taking it a yeah. lot more seriously. This was like a like a professional setup they've got. So, I I am worried that because uh, I, I would love for Bethesda to release this via their like creation club or like on um, Steam like they were gonna do with the Frontier before the thing. <laughs> I wonder what changed their mind. Um, <laughs> I wonder what changed their mind on it. But like, yeah. Um, Anyway, so yeah, that sounds really cool. I will actually be reading that once that pops out. Um, okay, and I um, don't think I'm I'm doing anything right now. I'm, like I said, sort of uh, taking a step out of doing most of games journalism stuff. But like I I've done a few reviews for the the GG app. We've been getting into doing some reviews, and you can uh, check those out as well. Um, I'm having difficulty trying to figure out if I can advertise the other thing that I work for on here i think i can right i wait i run this podcast <laughs> pretty much i mean i'll give you permission mm. if you want if you need it thanks um <laughs> yeah i i might do a um hmm. i i think that it might be you know what no i'm gonna do this we're gonna have a we're gonna we're gonna start having a commercial break it's gonna sound very professional <laughs> <laughs> no it's gonna be good it's gonna be good um anyway yeah so thanks for joining us um we will be back to so it should be friday when this goes up um i think september 10th is what i was planning and um we're going to be moving to uh new episodes on friday so you can enjoy them on on the on your your weekend when you're sitting out well i guess sitting inside your home alone because <laughs> um, of uh i i think the covid's not doing so well right now yeah, thanks but, delta um, variant got a bit spicy yeah. didn't it yeah it's gotten a little bad again 
Um, so yeah, but anyway, thanks for joining us. We will see you next time, and um, we need to to outro. I think we need to come up with like an actual like cool tagline outro Do that we? we can say like Aloy Jenkins. Perfect. <sighs> yeah. Instantly All right, just that, was good. that works. <laughs> yeah. It's not often you get it right on the first one. In fact, we almost never do <laughs> that. Yeah, especially if it's me doing it. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>